fasten your seatbelt, Chicago. I want it now, and I ain't never going back down. Chicago Bulls select Patrick Williams. The Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. I am no regular What's up, little man? Stafford in trouble. And he's thrown to the ground at the 38 by the rookie Rolcock Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Who We're High On, a Chicago Bulls and Bears podcast. My name is Max, and today I am joined by Ajay and Gabe. What's up, guys? How's it going? Excited about the playoffs, not excited about that game. Not a great game. Sadly, missed most of it, but got the recap from my friends. Yeah, so we're going to be breaking that one down, and then... um, just kind of giving our reactions to the game. We'll probably do a uh, playoff game preview podcast later this week. And then we're also going to try and do a, uh, a Bulls podcast later today because we've been a bit behind on that. Um, so we'll probably put one of those out today as well. Um, but I guess we can just start off with um, initial reactions on the game. Um just initial thoughts. What? How did you guys feel coming out of that game? Because I know I did not feel great at all. All right. Well, like Gabe said last week, uh, we knew what we had to do to win this game, and that was the ground and pound feed David Montgomery the ball, take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, don't let him get it to Devontae Adams. And I thought I got to give Matt Nagy some credit. Uh, he had the right game plan going into this. The Bull, the Bears ended up winning the time of possession game. They had more first downs and more total yards. But at the same time, I don't think Nagy was nearly as aggressive as he should have been. He had to resort to field goals quite often. And in a Week 17 game against the Packers, I feel like going aggressive was the right, was the better decision to do. And eventually we just couldn't get enough points on the board. And Aaron Rodgers beasted and feasted against our secondary and our lapses by – Chuck Pagano. So I like the uh, strategy going into the game, but poor execution just didn't work out for us. Yeah, I agree to an extent. Like, obviously, a little part of me dies every time Aaron Rodgers kills us, and he definitely killed us today. He probably should have had five touchdown passes with that drop. But, like, the Packers are legit. They're the best team in the NFC. Like, I don't know. They might get to the Super Bowl, which is worst case scenario for all of us. But it was 21-16 with eight minutes left, and we're on their 20 or 25-yard line, fourth and one. Like, if we convert that, who knows what the final score looks like. Like, maybe we don't win, but maybe we lose by two. Or I don't know. I think I don't want to play the Packers every week, but it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe – the ball could bounce our way in the playoffs if we can get a better defensive performance. Yeah. I think especially with, um, in terms of the defensive performance, I mean, you can't have the ball go through your hands three times. Um, I'm talking about the Eddie Jackson dropped interception, Kendall Vildor. And uh, was it Mingo? Was he the third one? Mingo. Yeah, I mean, you like those are opportunities that you have to you have to cash in on uh, if you're gonna beat the Packers. 
Um, so that can't happen. And especially for someone like Eddie Jackson, you're paying him, I think it's $58 million, $58 million contract. Um, he's got to come up with that ball because that changes the pace of the game. I think Rodgers has five interceptions on the year, something like that. I mean, like that is something that clearly changes the pace of the game and mixes it up. And another thing is those, um, those fourth downs. I mean, we were put in that situation a lot. It just felt like every series we had, we were marching down the field, but it kept getting interrupted by a fourth down. And then they'd measure and we'd be a foot short. And then, so I was impressed that we converted on a majority of those. I mean, that last one we didn't convert on. I don't know what if you guys have thoughts on the play call or anything, but I mean, I was pretty impressed with our ability to convert on those throughout the game. I thought, well, it seems like Matt Nagy listened to our podcast because they, like as we said, they basically did exactly what we wanted them to do, like take up a lot of time, run the ball, Dave Montgomery really effectively. I think he was a little too conservative. And even though we were talking it up, the one time we threw a pass, it seemed like more than 10 yards. Mooney took the top off the defense and you got a huge play. I think there are probably a couple more instances where you could have been a little more aggressive with the defense shading up towards front seven. And we still, we got caught up in those short yardage plays. And I think at some point you're not going to convert every fourth down. So that was naturally going to happen. Darnell Mooney is so good. And now he's injured. Yeah, we were saying last week how reliant the Bears were on uh, Allen Robinson, and all of a sudden he was only limited to just two catches against the Packers secondary. Yeah. I mean, other other players stepped up. It was nice. Komet, I think, had seven catches. Uh, he did have a kind of a fluky fumble, in my opinion. Uh, but I thought getting him going was really important for the Bears offense. And like you said, of those – fourth down conversions. I think that's a really good sign going into our playoff game against New Orleans that we're able to have some confidence on those fourth and one drives where you don't want to punt and it's obviously too long for a field goal. So kudos to the Bears for converting some of those. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw, but I love every single time I see Jimmy Graham come up and just hype the crap out of Cole Komet. Uh, I think it was one of his first catches. Um, he caught the ball, got up, and then Jimmy Graham was right there just, like, hounding him. I think that's so funny, but also so, like, it's a great energy to see and great to see that the our second-round pick is getting that kind of mentoring. Also, want to quick go back to that. Shout-out to Matt Nagy if you're listening. What's up, dude? Um, thanks for listening to the pod. Rate and review, my guy. Um, anyway, um, now I lost my train of thought. Someone take over. The Jimmy, honestly, the Jimmy Graham thing. Did people like dislike that signing this offseason? I can't I honestly can't remember. I thought the consensus was he was overpaid. Yeah, I think I think it was that he was overpaid. All right. Well, I, I guess I can kind of see that, but at the same time, you're also paying him a lot for the mentorship he's giving to Cole yeah. Matt. He's also produced this year. Yeah, I think yeah, Jimmy Graham's best game, I believe, came against the Jags last week when he had a few TDs, but uh, he's actually had a lot of really good scoring games this, this year for the Bears, and he's helped us out in a lot of key situations. So I wouldn't say it's an overpay now. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and just kind of going back to 
the the deep pass that I think Gabe brought up um, from for Darnell Mooney. I think the announcers were kind of talking about that over and over. They were like, "It's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point." And then it happened, and Darnell made that great catch. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like, and they kept kind of talking about the short game, short game, short game. Um, but I think that's what Mitch does well. And I, it was working, um, for a large part of the game. Um, and I think that was great to see that they stuck with what they knew was working, um, for a large part of the game was running the ball up the gut. I mean, they had a few, they had one wildcat that actually worked. Um, and then, I mean, just Mitch short passes and those were working. Um, and then I think if, when those work, it does open up the opportunity for a deep play down the field. So I wonder if we'll get maybe one or two more of those next week against the saints. Um, but I think, yeah, I think those, I I think those are important. I don't think that like it has to be super deep throws or anything. I just feel like the way that game went, where we can only really get field goals, there's got to be like a second and short or like a first down where you're like, okay, we're going to take a shot downfield, maybe 10 to 15 yards downfield and try to get like a guy like Mooney or Robinson in space and get them running a little bit just to switch things up. Because I feel like if we're not aggressive as an eight and eight team going into the playoffs against the Saints, who have a very good defense, like it's going to be an ugly game and we might just get smoked. Like, we have nothing to lose with a seven seed in the playoffs. We might as well go out and give it our best shot rather than run for three yards of play. Right. Uh, I want to say that the throw to Darnell Mooney was pretty awesome. He made a great adjustment, but that ball was pretty well underthrown also. Previous week, Mitch overthrew a deep ball to Cole Met. So I have very limited faith in Mitch Trubisky making those big game, big game throws. Uh, I want to talk about one thing you mentioned earlier, Max, about Eddie Jackson perhaps not living up to his big contract by dropping that dropping that interception. Uh, the Packers were without David Bakhtiari this week, so he wasn't able to hold any of our godly pass rushers, and yet Khalil Mack and uh, Blaw Nichols and um, Robert Quinn only amounted to one sack, so that's also pretty worrisome. It was much too easy for Aaron Rodgers to beast against our our weekend secondary. And that also worries me going into the New Orleans game, which we can maybe touch on a little bit, but it was just way too easy for A-Rod. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, this defense is a shell of its 2018 self. And I mean, I think we can pretty safely say, I mean, Khalil Mack has made a few plays throughout the year and he makes his presence felt. Um, Robert Quinn for sure has not lived up to that 30 million. Um, I don't think Akeem Hicks since his hamstring injury has been as good either. Like he's definitely struggled a little bit and you haven't heard his name called as much. Yeah. I'm sure he's helped the run game, but like if we're going to do anything, we need Akeem Hicks being Akeem Hicks. And they, and they talk about him having him back could also open up opportunities, not just for himself, but for, guys on the edge like Khalil Mack and, and Robert Quinn, but we don't hear their names getting called as much either. So I just feel like 
and I mean, you hear it all the time, but like, it's, I mean, every now and then one of those guys is going to beat their double team, but winning one-on-one matchups is so key. And it just seems like these guys aren't doing that at a consistent basis right now. Um, like if, if Khalil Mack is doubled, it doesn't seem like Robert Quinn is able to get around his one-on-one matchup or Bilal Nichols is able to win his one-on-one matchup. Um, so I, I feel like it's, it's kind of defensive, um, defensive wide that it's not players aren't producing. I think it was huge that Roquan Smith went down. You know, that, yeah, that was an issue. I just want to say, uh, when you mentioned the 2018 Bears defense, I just kind of reminisce about just how elite their red zone defense was. And yeah. the two big guys there were uh, Akeem Hicks and uh, Eddie Goldman, who was obviously out for uh, COVID reasons. But or he doesn't have COVID, but he just opted out of the season. But I just think that watching that team in 2018 just stuff, everyone at the goal line was just, just so fun to watch. And now just seeing Aaron Jones just waltz into the end zone so effortlessly is just so disappointing to see as Bears fans. Yeah. And it terrifies me. It terrifies me to see what – or to think about what Alvin Kamara is going to do against this defense uh, next Sunday. It's hard because they've got most of the same guys too. Mm-hmm. So you feel like it's the same defense, but – even last year, the first game we played, like we lost 10 to three and it was a disgusting game, but we, we really limited Rodgers. And this year he, he posted a perfect pass rating in the first half, or like maybe even the whole game. Yeah. You can't have that happen. Ridiculous. Uh, but what did you guys, what did you guys think of uh, Roquan Smith being out? How did you think that impacted the game? Any thoughts on that? Well, on that play where uh, Valdez Scantling absolutely burned um, Danny Trevathan, I'd like to believe that uh, Roquan would have done a better job in coverage there than Danny. He's got some more speed, but overall, that was clearly on Chuck Pagano. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Woods and how he covered for uh, Roquan during the timeout, but it really was a huge blow for the Bears defense that game, especially as they just completely uh, fell apart in the fourth quarter. Yeah, if Brokon isn't able to go for next week to try and match Alvin Kamara, we're in trouble. Yeah. Well, that's I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later this week more when we have more information, but I totally agree. I mean, if some of these guys can't go again, we're going to get burned. Yeah, like also, Roquan might be one of the only Bears defenders who can actually capitalize on balls that should be intercepted. Yeah. He had two last week against uh, Jacksonville, and you talked about the big drops that Barcavius, Eddie Jackson had. Uh, just having that one defensive playmaker that can really just turn things around for our defense and give life for offense is so needed against uh, Drew Brees and that Lightning Saints offense. So huge blow. Like you said, we'll see um, more about the severity of the injury, but totally sucks for a guy who was having a all-pro season, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't feel great about that and that sucks, but we'll get our, we'll get our information later this week. Um, So I think we can, we're going to, we're going to keep this one um, relatively short just to break it down and then we can do a more in-depth one, but just overall, what were your general takes off this game? 
Um, because I know for me, I, and I'll let, I'll let you guys go and then I can give some of my thoughts, but just blanket for me, I did not feel good after this game. All right. Uh, I know Gabe said he wanted to go on a little bit of a more positive route. Um, we'll see what I, we'll see how positive mine is, but I think Trubisky just has to be better against, against New Orleans. Uh, we didn't even mention that he had one interception. He potentially could have had a few more that also cannot happen against, against New Orleans. But um, I still love the confidence David Montgomery has. He kind of got it going in the receiving game this week. And I feel like if we just continue to ride him and hopefully our defense gets it together for the Saints game, we have a lot to build on and hopefully we can make it competitive. So I want, I want to hear what Gabe has to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm a little more negative after talking with you guys, honestly. But, like, just with a fan deep inside me, like, we're going to the playoffs. We have another week of the season. You got to get fired up for that. Um, Playoff football, baby. I'll feel, I'll feel a lot better as well, uh, depending on the status of Rooney and Roquan Smith. Because I feel like, like Drew Brees is vulnerable. Drew Brees has this arm strength of, like, us. Like maybe worse, coming off eleven broken ribs. Like you know, who knows what could happen? Who knows what can happen? But there's I a rumor he might retire. Yeah, I think he should. But like from a fan perspective, I'm excited. I'm fired up. Let's not look too deep into the analytical side of it until whenever we do the next Bears pod, because we are going to the playoffs, and after this crazy season, I feel like we as fans deserve. Some sort of hope. Playoffs. Go Bears. Um, my thoughts um, on this game, the defense has to be better. I mean, I think we saw a little bit more of them able to get stops, obviously, in the second half. But three touchdowns in the first half from Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers is going to be Rodgers. Rodgers going to Rodgers. But I think, I mean – he, like Gabe said, had a perfect passer rating in the first half. Um, and just just by the look of it, I mean, it looked like he could get whatever he wanted in the first half. And it was encouraging to see the offense march down the field and get a touchdown on their first possession. And then Rodgers just marches down the field with what seemed like very little resistance from the Bears' defense. Um, so the bears defense definitely still left a pretty sour taste in my mouth. Um, I actually thought Mitch played, played well. Um, I didn't think he played that bad. Um, I mean, he had a few mistakes, but I mean, he's going to, that's going to happen. I mean, if anything we've seen from Mitch, that's who he is. I mean, if we game plan correctly for him, He's going to be hopefully what you can hope for out of Mitch is be consistent in his game plan. And then there's going to be one throw where you're like, dude, what, what were you looking at? And it seems like that. The fact that that still happens though, it just is so worrying to me. Like the fact that I know, but we got to live with that. You have to say, dude, like once a game after like year four, it's just, it's just infuriating because I love the guy so much and there's nothing I want more than him just succeed and just stick to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. 
But when this happens again and again and again, I can't help but just lose faith in him in our offense. But like right now, and he's been he's been winning games. Like right now, what else is our options? And that I mean, this is a conversation for offseason stuff. But I mean, I just think for what we have, like having one boneheaded play and being like, what did you see? Maybe a few more almost boneheaded plays, but the defense couldn't finish it off. Um, but I mean, for the most part, he was able to run the offense that he was given. And that made me feel pretty good. And I think if Mooney comes back, I mean, the fact that we were able to do this much with very little action from Allen Robinson, I think is encouraging. Um, and so maybe if we can get Robinson going more and if we can keep this production from David Montgomery, I mean, we have a chance. If our offense is playing the same way, if we got the exact same production from our offense next week, I think we have a chance. Um, I think it's just our defense needs to step up. I don't know. That's just my thought. Um, but I think that's that's going to do it for us here. Um, any Any other closing thoughts, guys? Let's get our defense healthy and we'll run it back. Yeah, that's going to be big. Go Bears. Go Bears. There you go. Um, Always go Bears. If you can't tell by now, we all love Mitch Trubisky. Um, But we're going to try and uh, we're going to try and be uh, unbiased in our takes on him. Um, But we love Mitch Trubisky. He's a Chicago guy. How can you not love Mitch Trubisky? He's not a Chicago guy. He's not from here. But he looks like a Chicago guy. I mean, come on with that mustache. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, like I said, keeping it short, we're going to hope for uh, a Bears podcast preview playoff game later this week and uh, hopefully a Bulls pod later today. Um, but thanks for listening. This has been Who We're High On, a Chicago Bears and Bulls podcast. Thanks for listening. I keep on moving the alphabet. Just do it and stop at our talking team. I'm not expressing no mind.